Welcome to the Circle Sessions featuring the Circle of Experts. The Circle of Experts are Yasmin Robles from World Place Designs, Tanisha English Amamu of TJE Communications, and Don the Idea Guy. I'm Brett Johnson from Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants. Each week, one of the Circle of Experts join me to talk about critical aspects of growing your podcast. We focus on marketing, social media, monetization, and website design, and the implementation of all of these. This week, Tanisha is here from the Circle of Experts. Tanisha is on a mission to help small businesses level the playing field through digital marketing solutions. Tanisha, thanks for joining me today. This is going to be a great episode. I love it. Of course. Yes, yes. I'm excited. Thanks for having me. You've got your crystal ball out and you're going to take, let's take a look at social (laughs) media platforms to watch in 2023. And this first one, I I went ahead and I took a look at this spoutable. So let's talk about what's going on Twitter and Spoutable for 2023. Yeah, so essentially once Twitter got new ownership, some people were super excited about it. Some people were not. Um, So some uh, Twitter users took it upon themselves to decide that they were going to create something new. Um, they have, so I signed up for like the early try, like, you know, just to try to get in there when it opens. Um, the launch is actually supposed to be February 1st, but I do know that they have allowed some like select journalists to get in there early. Um, the cool thing about Spoutable though, is that they didn't just like create a platform and then start. They've actually, for anybody who's already like registered to get on the platform early on, they've sent out um, quite a few different surveys asking us what we were looking for in a social media platform. They don't necessarily want to call themselves the new Twitter, but um, it sounds like it'll be something along those lines. There has also been um, some of the results from the survey is, you know, deciding if a person was banned on a previous platform, should we allow them a fresh start in Spoutable or not? Um, Most people said we shouldn't. Um, And some people said, you know, maybe we should give them a chance. So there's been so many conversations um, that kind of have sprouted from the craziness of Twitter, you know, banning different accounts and public figures who who are well-known people, but getting their Twitter accounts taken away, the new Twitter owner allowing them to have it back. Um, So Spotable seems to be a platform that wants to create a safe space that is um, going to be a place where people can get real information that's actually fact-checked. Um, versus Twitter right now kind of feels like the wild, wild west. Um, there are people like myself who is still riding it out on the Twitter wave and kind of just seeing how things go. Um, but I'm also curious about this new platform. So I think people should keep an eye on it because I think if it goes well, we could see a lot of people jumping ship and trying out this new platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the similarities and, and differences between Twitter and Spoutable that you're seeing right now? Yeah, from what I can tell, um, just from, you know, reading some of the the survey data, it seems like it's going to work similarly when it comes to how people tweet. I don't know what they're going to call tweets over there, Um, but it seems to be a platform that's going to be in real time. 
So if, you know, we're all watching a show together, which is one of the things I really love doing on Twitter is following a hashtag of a show. And then while it's on, you know, having some discourse with, you know, random people about the show. I think that's really one of the main reasons people use Twitter. People also use Twitter um, for real time news when things are happening in the world and keeping people updated. It seems like Spoutable wants to do that same thing, except they really want to have a bigger, I guess, barrier between people um, saying things and it getting out to the masses. And then later we find out that information is false. I think they want to keep that same um, kind of energy there where it can be live and in action, but really making sure that the information being shared is true. Now, how are they going to do that successfully? I'm honestly not sure, but I'm optimistic, um, especially because it's different from what I've seen with other platforms. Other platforms kind of just launch and you're either like an early adapter or you come onto it later as you see other people using it. But they've really taken the time to survey people and ask them, what do you want out of a social media platform? What are you hoping for? And it seems like they're taking that information into consideration um, as they prepare to launch. I wonder if they're going to act like a Wikipedia where they're, the group themselves kind of take ownership and mm-hmm. maybe police. I don't know how, how far a, 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 a policing can go among members, Yeah, but it, it, but it has that feel to it, doesn't it? That, hey, this is our space yeah. and we want to protect it because we, that's why we're here. Yeah, it seems like that's the goal is that, you know, getting back to um, because, you know, I don't know if you know, with Twitter, a lot of well-known journalists got their accounts taken away because they spoke ill of, you know, Elon Musk as the new owner, Um, which, you know, freedom of speech, like, sure, Mm -hmm. if we all don't agree, that's fine. But, you know, we should still be able to, to state our opinion, of course, as long as it's not harmful to others. Um, but there seems to be the difference happening right now with Twitter is that, you know, people have to kind of watch their words and you can't speak ill about the owner, which, you know, that's really not how it worked before. And really the previous owner, like he had a Twitter But he didn't really, you know, engage much with people. He kind of just posted updates and kind of kept it moving. Um, But, you know, uh, things are a lot different right now. I have seen that Twitter um, has implemented something where if somebody posts an article, instead of you, you know, retweeting the article blindly, when you go to retweet it without clicking on the link, it does ask you, like, do you want to read this article first before you just, you know, retweet it? Um, I've also seen tweets where it'll have a statement and then there'll be like a little blurb under it that says, you know, this was fact checked and it's actually not 100% correct. Here's a source. So I've seen them, you know, trying to do these things, but I just don't know if it's kind of too late. Right. Now with Twitter, um, that was a, that is a platform that you need to be on a lot and and tweet a lot. Do you think Spoutable is going to be the same thing that if you, you know, you're looking at another platform that's similar to Twitter that you know Mm -hmm. that, okay, I'm going to have to really dedicate a lot of time and a lot of postings to make it work. Do you see that happening as well? I feel like in the beginning, Maybe not, because there there probably won't be a ton of users. I actually just saw a tweet from one of the founders. He tweeted this, I guess today, actually. He said, uh, Twitter took two years to reach one million users. 
Instagram took two and a half months and they have already, um, they have 150,000 people pre-registered and they launched February 1st. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it'll grow quickly, you know, kind of like what we saw with Instagram. Me, even TikTok grew pretty quick as well. Um, But I feel like if it's not super congested, you may be okay to get away with that if you're an early adopter. But I could see that later down the line, once it starts getting congested, you will have to, you know, be pretty active to try to to find your tribe. It also depends on how their algorithm is going to work. Because, you know, with TikTok, their algorithm's still pretty organic for the most part. Uh, But places like an Instagram where it's based off of the type of content you post, I'm curious to see how theirs is going to work. Back in the day, you know, things used to be in chronological order which is what people love, but for some reason is not happening really anywhere right now. Um, So I'm curious if they'll do that because I know a ton of people have asked Instagram and Twitter to please put my timeline in chronological order. Um, So yeah, I think it really depends on how many people are on the platform and then what their algorithm AI situation on the back end is going to look like for people. Right. Well, let's move on. TikTok. It's not going away. Yeah. It's still yeah. amazing. As you just mentioned for the organic growth, mm-hmm. what do you see that platform being? Um, how are they going to differentiate themselves, I guess, you know, because everybody's starting, starting to kind of look alike a little bit, you know, yeah. YouTube's trying to do the TikTok thing, but, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time. So, I mean, how, how, do you, how are you going to approach TikTok in 23? Yeah, I feel like uh, a lot of people are taking different elements of TikTok and putting them on other platforms. So I think with TikTok, I think in order for that platform to stay relevant for people is that you really have to look at those trends and follow them if they make sense. Of course, you don't want to, you don't necessarily have to get on there and learn some new dance moves. (laughs) Um, But, you know, there could be ways to make it exciting. For example, the Columbus Library, I'm actually not sure if they have a TikTok, but I follow them on Twitter and Instagram. And they make so much like funny, relatable content about like the library and reading books and they make it fun. So I think um, in order to be successful there, brands have to step out of their like suits and ties a little bit. Like you, if you want to get engagement on the platform, you're going to have to open up a little bit and get a little creative. And even if you, the the marketer, or you, the director, don't feel comfortable doing those things, feel comfortable at least handing over the reins to someone else in the office or somebody else who may help you on the back end with your podcast who can, you know, show that information. I mean, there's so many ways that you can get creative on TikTok. It doesn't have to be you know, sitting down and planning out a ton of content. I mean, even right now, I could have did a video like, hey, I'm getting ready to do this podcast with Brett, you know, and showing myself like preparing for that, setting up my phone to show clips of, you know, our conversation. And then right there you have a TikTok. Um, So I I know that TikTok can be intimidating, (laughs) totally makes sense. But trust me, there is a tribe for everything 
on TikTok. Like if you love cows, you can find a community of people that love cows. If you love a particular cleaning product, like I got into the Scrub Daddy sponges because of cleaning TikToks. (laughs) So I even just bought a new mop because I saw it on TikTok. And there were so many people who like swore by this mop and now I have this mop and I'm like, wow, this is the best mop I've ever owned. So, I mean, your people are there maybe deep in the cut and you just got to go look for them. Um, But there's so many ways that you can get on there and be creative. Even I'll tell you, maybe it was like a couple years ago. So I bought my house when I was like 23. The market was like amazing. Nothing like it is right now. So I just like thought, okay, I have a house, like who cares about maintenance? What's that? You know, I'm just like, I pay the mortgage, whatever. So from watching TikToks, I saw that you're supposed to get your like air duct things like cleaned out in your attic. No clue. Um, so, you know, I saw that and saw people like cleaning it out and all like the dust from like the air, from the dryer and all this stuff called somebody out to do it. And now, you know, that's something I do at least every year now. But I would have never known that if it wasn't for TikTok. So you'd be surprised what information you could find and what community of people you can can connect with over there. There's so many different ones. So it sounds like you're saying, uh, do some homework over there, watch it and get a feel for it yeah. see if it truly is something you want to jump into because it is mm-hmm. totally video based so you yeah. kind of understand what's working and what's not or what's attracting you and where your mm-hmm. comfort zone is yeah for sure yeah good and of course the old instagram <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean that is definitely not going away as as any yeah. of those we just talked about and uh there's some different things going on with them obviously all these platforms are kind of fighting each other for attention for video and such. So what do you see for Instagram in 23? Yeah, I have seen they are trying to make some changes to, you know, please the people. Um, But I see them, you know, hopefully they will listen a little bit more because right now it kind of feels like they're grabbing a little bit of this and a little bit of that from everywhere and then kind of hoping it sticks. I do know right now video on Instagram, specifically the reels are really what help to kind of push brands and create content um, because, you know, they're competing with TikTok. Um, Something that I tell people is, you know, if you're creating a TikTok, put that same TikTok on Instagram. I do have to note that Instagram is very sophisticated. So they can tell if you downloaded a TikTok and put it on Instagram. So even if you do that, you have to make sure that you at least edit the video. Even if you add a filter or some sort of effect, you have to add something Um, when you go to edit it so that it feels like it was created in Instagram, even if it's like a sound from Instagram. um, That's definitely something you want to make sure that you do. I feel like this year, though, they'll still put a lot of emphasis on the video portion, especially because um, it's growing. 
Another thing I've noticed for those who have, you know, communities is that they've added a subscription um, option for creatives. It's not something that uh, is offered for everyone, but you can have people pay. You know, I've seen, you know, $9.99 or $5.99 to get exclusive content from you. So that's something um, that you know, people can maybe take advantage 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 of if they have that community over there on Instagram. So I'm curious to see how that goes um, because, you know, that subscription portion, you know, kind of takes away from like a Patreon or something along those lines. It kind of keeps everything in one space. So um, definitely something to watch out for, those subscriptions. And then, of course, making videos. It seems to be, be the way over there right now. Yeah. Uh, is the subscription service based on uh, follows, do you think, or to, to yeah. have that opportunity? It seems like from the people who've been able to do it, they have a decent amount of followers, um, probably also a decent amount of engagement. Um, it hasn't been something that's offered to everyone. It's kind of like somebody might pop up like, oh, I got to do this now. Um, so it's been a slow rollout, definitely something to, to keep your eyes on as a goal. If you want to be able to offer some exclusive content to your followers over there on Instagram. Right. Well, I'm going to throw one more platform out there. I want to see what you say about it because it's just, it just yeah. lingers out there. Tumblr. I mean, Tumblr. It, it was, it was, <laughs> it was a thing for a while and now, I mean, it, it exists, but it, it's kind of this, well, it looks like Instagram, kind of, but then nobody really uses it. H- have you yeah. heard anybody talk about Tumblr or, you know? It, I've, it, seen it, a, I've seen people on Twitter talking about Tumblr, uh, saying that they miss it and that they wish mm-hmm. that, you know, more people were over there and, and engaging. Um, so I'm not really sure. I was yeah. never a huge, like, Tumblr user. I had friends that used it kind of, like, Instagram-y for, like, you yes. know, photos and things like that. Right. Um, but, yeah, I've seen a lot of people talk about how much they miss it, but I don't know how many people are actually deciding to engage. You know, it's more fun where the people are. So if everybody's kind of leaving then it's kind of like, well, I'm just over here alone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they look like they're ripe for somebody to buy them. And, and use yeah. that as a, as a, as a, a, you know, like a Twitter or maybe even right. a spoutable buying Tumblr. And then you have the combination of or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. Just, but it yeah. still exists. I was just playing with it the other day. It's like, okay, nobody's really here, but yeah. it, 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 it just kind of like everybody took over that the, right. the Instagrams of the world, you know, it just, at, at, I guess it's the, um, those that jump on, it's the innovators, it's the, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the influencers that hop on a certain platform and all of a sudden it just, the others just die. <laughs> so. Right. Right. It's definitely the, the influencers, even like, you know, the celebrities, high profile people, typically if they're there and using it, then their people will come. And then it kind of just creates like this this domino effect. Yeah, exactly. Well, cool. Those are three to look out for. Well, four really because of Twitter adding mm-hmm. to, you know Dispoutable and such. So, um, yeah. tell. Let's talk about how people can get a hold of you if, if they need more information about you know some more insights on social media platforms. Obviously, you're you're in the thick of it. You know what's going on. But I'm sure uh, you know if any more questions come to mind, how can they get a hold of you uh, to to ask some questions? 
Yeah, you can always contact me through my website, which is tjecommunications.com. You can subscribe to the mailing list when you get there. And I'm on all social media channels as tjecom, so T-J-E-C-O-M-M. Feel free to slide in my DMs or um, give me a call or email me, and I'll be happy to, to help if I can. Great. Thanks, Tanisha. And and thanks for following and subscribing to the Circle Sessions from Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants.